Hello, hello. So we are back for another episode of the podcast. Um, it's late at night. Uh, I'm doing this about 20 to 11 in the evening. I'm committed uh, to uh, to serving you guys. I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to all of you that listened to and shared the last podcast. It is much appreciated. And the same goes with this one. Share it share it um give us feedback and you know and like i say feel free to interact with the likes of myself and chris uh, across um across instagram um and our emails however you want to get in touch with us um is up to you um this is unfortunately for you guys this is another podcast from myself by myself uh, because chris is if you like he's well he's back from dubai now uh, he got back uh, this morning um but yeah obviously you know naturally like, give the lad a break you know <laughs> let him do some settling in so all is good and you're left with me and obviously last week we we discussed what we discussed last week going to go back onto it now uh we discussed are you overthinking fat loss and this week uh, i'm going to be discussing um overcoming weight plateaus okay now this is a really really um i guess it's a really common theme um that so many of you will be able to relate to and what i'm going to say is nine times out of ten you believe you're in a weight plateau but you're not <laughs> okay um now let, let's let's run through like you know overcoming weight plateaus you know what to do with them how to get around them all this malarkey let's let, let me try my best here to to give you everything that we've got so if you're a client of ours and you come to us and you say that you're in a weight plateau the way how i would deal with that first of all is actually confirming that the nutrition all information so however you may be tracking your food be that actually tracking it to the gram or the milliliter by using my fitness pal be that using the hand portion guide be that writing it down and keeping a food diary um however it is that you're tracking the first thing that i would genuinely ask you is have you written everything down and is it a hundred percent accurate to your knowledge nine times out of ten I kid you not, the response that I get is, do you know what? I've missed a couple of bits out, Rob. Okay, cool, right? That's a great little insight. Once we've got that answer, the next thing I'll ask is, you know, when it comes to your exercise, are your steps a similar level? And have they been a similar level each and every week for, say, the past, like, four weeks? If there's been lots of variations there, this is going to impact your weight. On top of this, obviously, exercise also includes training. <clears throat> so has your training been consistent from a cardiovascular point of view and from a weight point of view? These are all critical questions. What a lot of people do is they jump and they go, oh, God, my weight's plateaued. And it's almost like just the saying, like we're just, we're just saying it for the sake of it. Like, oh, yeah, my weight's plateaued. You know, like, yeah, the weight might not have gone anywhere, but has it actually plateaued? Or is it just the, the fact that you've been inconsistent with your exercise variables in relation to your nutrition variables? Okay. Now, once we've obviously covered that, 
nine times out of 10, in fact, once we've covered all of that, your exercise and your nutrition, 9.9 times out of 10, the client's sitting opposite me with a little bit of a grin on the face going, yeah, okay, I get your point, Rob. Okay, it's not not, uh, actually a weight plateau. Okay, so that's the first thing that a lot of you think that you're in a plateau, but it's just the fact that you've been inconsistent. The second thing is if we actually look at it, what even is a weight plateau? Now, when you look at somebody who's in a fat loss phase and, um, you know, like if we take a male, now a male going through fat loss, you would pretty much expect to see a degree of weight loss. Okay. So actually the weight loss in relation to them losing body fat, obviously you're not going to lose hundred percent body fat <laughs> all the time. You are going to lose other bits like water and muscle tissue, et cetera. But we try and obviously um, preserve as much muscle tissue as we possibly can, but that's for another day. Um, for a male, you should pretty much be able to lose weight pretty much there or thereabouts every week. Okay. Because there's not many hormonal differences in males. There isn't many hormonal changes. However, with a female, you guys are four different physiologies throughout a month. So first of all, when you look at it for your weight, so to speak, you shouldn't be comparing week to week. You should be comparing week one of your cycle to week one of your cycle, week two to week three, week four to week four, etc. Okay. And you go, oh God, I don't have a cycle. Brilliant. Well, just look at it every four weeks, as in compare it back four weeks every time. Where was I four weeks ago? Where was I roughly as a rough guidance, but also take your um, body weight as a month. So where did I start the month? Where did I finish the month? Okay, a good way to look at it like that, um, you know, over like a three month time frame, we have to zoom out and look at the bigger picture to understand if we're moving in the right direction. So for me, for a female, you know, what would classify as a weight plateau? Uh, for me, it would be if that female has lost no weight over a month. Okay, for a male, it's if they've actually, you know, like, again, you've got to be consistent. If they've been consistent with their nutrition and their training and their weight hasn't changed for two weeks with a male, this is generally, this, uh, other coaches may use different rules of thumb, but my rule of thumb is that if it's a male, if the weight hasn't changed over a two-week period and they've been consistent on their training and their nutrition variables, I would tend to make a change to push them that little bit harder, Okay but only if we're 100% certain that they've actually done what's been asked of them. If it's a female, exactly the same thing, but like I say, it's just over a four-week time frame due to the changes in hormones. So you understand what we're looking at here, and it's a case of, like I say, not being overwhelmed. Nine times out of 10, you want to go back to what you've actually been consistent on. So weight plateaus occur, obviously, due to, yes, inconsistencies, but the majority, well, the majority of the time is that, but also due to people's mindset, as in people utilizing this word, thinking that they are in a weight plateau. And it is literally as simple as looking at those variables. Now, there may be other things that come into play here. So we might have to look at medication. Um, we also might have to look at, has there been inflammation, et cetera? Is there any gut issues? There's other potential factors that come into it, but 9.9 times out of 10, again, you're going to, you know, experience a weight plateau um, if you've been consistent with your training, with your nutrition, et cetera. And they're, they're pretty much the only two factors that we need to look at. 
So when we, let, let's say we now we've identified that you're in a plateau, what can we do to, to get out of it? Okay. Simple as you can actually do a week where not necessarily like a refeed week, but a week that you have off dieting, so to speak, off being in a calorie deficit. So we just, we push your calories up for a week and we just say, okay, cool. We're just going to eat around maintenance for a week. And then we're going to crack on from there. We're going to pull the calories back down. This may make your, um, Oh, this may improve your body's chances of obviously losing weight, but also it gives your body a break from the stress of being in a deficit. So it makes you nine times out of 10, you imagine if, if you're someone who's dieting and we diet you, let's say, you know, we diet you down for um, 20 weeks straight by the end of that 20 weeks. In fact, even as you're halfway through, you're like, Jesus Christ, I've got another 10 weeks to go. But if you're in a fat loss phase and I say to you, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna work hard and we're gonna really really push this for eight weeks now and then we're gonna have a week where we not a week off where you just get complacent and you go sod it i'm done uh, but we're gonna have a week where we take it a little bit easier and we're gonna actually increase we're gonna push your food up okay to give you a, a break from dieting and then we're gonna push on again in the second phase of of the dieting okay if you're that second individual you're going to be more willing to give it more effort in the first phase and the second phase of dieting, knowing that you've got a week's break after the eight weeks. Yeah. So understand that when you're in your little, um, when you're in your position, but it's as simple as looking at the levers and whenever you're in a weight plateau and you know that that's definitely what's happened, you've got to ask yourself the question of what levers can I pull and push? So is it a case that I need to pull back my nutrition? Okay, am I actually eating too much? Now, the question that I'll always say to people is, we all love food. So by the way, anyone out there that says, oh no, I can't do this because I love food, right? Every single human being that I've met, including myself, absolutely loves food, okay? So you're using that as an excuse. Let's just call that bullshit straight away. But because of that, because I know that everyone loves food, the first question that I ask is, can you exercise more? or Okay, it will be along the lines of not necessarily, can you exercise more? It might just be, can you increase the effort in the workouts that you are currently doing? Basically making your workouts that you're already doing more effective and efficient, okay? If the answer to that is yes, then I know that this person's got some more energy output. And let me tell you this, if you're training by yourself, if you're training without a training partner, um, without a, uh, you know, a coach on the ground with you and you think that you can't train harder <laughs> come and do one session with me i personally will give you that privilege i will let you come and train alongside me completely for free and we will see if you can train harder because i guarantee you i will get an extra 20 to 30 percent potentially even 40 percent if you've only ever trained alone i'll get another 40 percent out of you Okay, so this is what we're going to look at. So when people say, oh, no, I'm training hard, I'm training hard. A lot of people will say that they're training hard, but it's because they've got nothing to compare to. They've never seen somebody train at a higher level. Okay, so they think that they're training hard. But then I step in, for example, and I would see their training and I would be like, yeah, that's about a, <laughs> it's about a five out of 10 effort level, maybe a four out of 10. And they're like, what? I'm like, okay. 
watch this. I'll show you a nine slash 10 out of 10. Okay. Not to show off or brag, but I just jump in and go, I'll show you a nine out of 10 out of 10 to show the individual what effort really is. And then they go, oh my God. And then you get them doing it. And this is all from experience. You get them doing it and they're like, God, that feels like that was that was horrible. You know, it was hard, but that was amazing. Okay. So we've all got more training. And by the way, I, I'm a culprit for this. Like if I train by myself, I know that I've got more in the tank. I push myself hard. I definitely work hard, but you put me alongside someone else. Okay. I'm going to train a damn sight harder than what I do when I'm by myself. Naturally. It's what we all do. Human beings, a bit of peer pressure, right? So if I can train harder and you can train harder when you're in this plateau, the first thing to go to, if you want to be time effective and efficient is to actually push your effort level in the workouts that you're doing. If, um, if that's all, all good and you're happy with that, the next thing to go to is, can you actually work out more? Can you commit more time to training? So maybe another half an hour a week, maybe another hour's worth a week. If you're not doing any cardio right now, can you add cardio into your week? This is going to be another potential benefit for you. All right. Now, that all works in that one. You know where I'm going to next. But if it's a case that none of those are an option, okay, you're like, I'm training with full, you know, full effort, you know, effectiveness and intensity. I'm happy with that. I can't train anymore. I'm literally rammed. I've got no time. The next option is to actually come left field and is to go, okay, cool. Well, we've got to pull our food back. Now, if you're on calories, okay, and you're calorie counting, then a good cutback would be around 250 calories um, you know, per day. Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Hey, if you're in a plateau, do you want to break through it? Okay. And this, by the way, goes back to another uh, podcast that we've done, which was, you know, about the fact of when you're actually dieting, when you're in a fat loss phase, your aim is to keep your, your calories as high as you physically can. Okay. The higher you keep your calories, the more chance you've got of actually adhering to it. Okay. So keep your calories high. And then also you imagine, imagine that your calorie, imagine that you don't keep them high and you keep them low. Let's say you put yourself on something ridiculous, like 1,200 calories, and then you hit a plateau and you go, shit, I've got to drop by 250. You drop by 250 calories and you're like, right, I'm basically eating dust now. I'm eating two meals a day and there's basically nothing in it. Okay. You're in bother. And the chances of you sustaining that, I'll be honest, are zilch absolutely zilch there is no way you're sustaining that and if you're eating that and you're not losing weight there's a major problem <laughs> okay you're probably lying to yourself so looking at the bigger picture in terms of that in terms of um calories obviously the other side if you come down hand portion size guide simple as remove you know one portion or one serving of carbs remove one serving of fats okay see what happens this is also why consistency is key, because if you're consistent with um, your nutrition, whether you're tracking, whether you're hand portion guide, whether it's written, if you're consistent with it, it's very, very easy to tweak. So you make life easier for you. So the same thing here is if we come down to a written food diary and we have like regular foods, for example, that are coming in our uh, in our food diary, we might decide to look at breakfast and reduce a little bit from breakfast. We might decide to look at, um, you know, 
lunch and we might actually say, right, do you know what? I'm going to eliminate carbohydrates from my lunchtime. Cool. Okay. So you can, you can obviously make a choice for what it is that you take out, providing you have data. You cannot overcome, or you, you can't overcome, you can't even say you're in a weight plateau if you don't have data. So for example, if somebody is just weighing in, right, you can't say that you're in a weight plateau. Your weight might have stayed the same, but you've got no data to say that you're in a weight plateau. Okay. Just, well, apart from obviously the data of the scales saying that they're staying the same, but to me, that's not a weight plateau because where's your nutrition at? Where's your training at? Okay. They're, like I say, the two main factors. And if you don't have the data on those two factors, there is no chance you're coming to me and telling me that you're in a weight plateau. So overcoming it in that way. A short and sweet one this week, but hopefully that's been super helpful in terms of weight plateaus. And you guys just gaining a, a greater understanding of simple as how to overcome them. The kind of questions that you want to be asking yourself. Yes, you can go much deeper in terms of you can look at stress. Like I say, you can look at gut health and digestion uh, and many different other factors, like I mentioned during the podcast as well about medication, all of this. But the primary questions you want to be asking are around your nutrition and around your training. And like I say, that keyword consistency, because if that's not been there, okay, then we cannot outright go, I've been in a weight plateau. Okay. Hope this has been super helpful. Um, like I say, short and sweet. Chris is back next week, so we will have banter bouncing back and forth on here. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, obviously, if you want to reach out to us, don't forget it's at robabbis.rca or at chrismeek.rca on the old Instagram. Or if you want to reach us via email at info uh, at... Can't even speak info at rca-fitness.com um just if, if you have any questions um just just send them over to us send them over ask away you can also join our facebook group so if you do reach out to us on um on instagram or on uh, email uh, just say that you want to join the facebook group i will email you back with a link and you can jump in our free facebook group um and we will look forward to obviously getting to know you a little bit better in there other than that we will see each other or hear each other next week thank you for listening